This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. It's Monday. You know what that means. It means we start off our expert series, and we always do that strong with Greg Dickerson. How you doing, man? Doing great, Michael. How about you? I'm doing very well. We have a couple of exciting topics today. Uh, one yep. that is uh, personally very interesting to me. We'll talk about that second. But we're going to talk about first a question you and I get a lot. And that is comes in different flavors, but we're going to call it the Great Reset. Uh, there's a lot of talk in certain parts of, I guess, the country, the economy, the world that believe some uber cabal of powerful, wealthy families are out there coordinating some kind of great reset. Um, I'll just stop there and let you kind of share the questions you get and kind of initial thoughts, and we'll just we'll just talk about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not new. Uh, you know, it's a concept and a uh, an agenda that's been put forth by the World Economic Forum. Uh, and if you don't know what the World Economic Forum is, you can Google that and learn all about them. Uh, they do a summit every year in Davos where. Um, industry leaders and government officials come together to talk about a lot of different things. So um, one side of the Great Reset, there's a conspiracy theory around it. Uh, the other side is what it you know, actually is, which is a theory and it's an agenda and it's a policy that's put forth by the founder of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwartz. He wrote a book on it. Uh, so it's kind of his vision for a new future beyond COVID-19 and uh, the environment of COVID-19 and the what he calls the opportunity uh, it creates to reset a lot of different things moving forward. So let's let's talk about the conspiracy theory first. Sure. Um, so people are scared. Okay, we've got COVID-19. We've had economic meltdown. We've got people out of work. We got people that can't feed their families. They can't pay their bills. People are scared, okay? And uh, there are people that will feed on that fear and put these conspiracy theories out there. And a lot of it is to get hits, to get views. You know, uh, some of it is propaganda from other countries. Uh, but at the end of the day, for anybody who's listening, I want you to understand what it takes for a conspiracy theory to actually work. You need unprecedented cooperation on a global level especially for something like what they're calling the Great Reset, which the theory of the conspiracy is uh, the wealthiest people in the world, you know, a thousand of them, and all these government leaders are all in this room, and they're all agreeing on what they're going to do with the future of this country. They're going to control everything. They're going to own everything. They're going to tell us, you know, what we can have, and we're all going to become, you know, their little, you know, pawns, right? Do you, do you understand the kind of cooperation that requires um, on a global scale in order to pull something like that off. So it's just not feasible, okay? You, you can't even get 10 people in the same political party to agree on something <laughs> or in corporate America, you know, to agree on something, much less government leaders across the world. And I want you to understand what I'm saying. Number one, they have to agree on who's going to be in charge. They have to agree on whose agenda is going to be pushed. They have to agree on what are the solutions? How are you going to solve 
And who's going to be the ultimate beneficiary? Now, if you think about the history of the world, there have been people that have tried to conquer the world since the world began, and none of them ever succeed. Okay, it just doesn't happen. You can't conquer the world because you can't get everybody on the same page to agree that one leader, one organization has all the answers and will control everything. So it's a fear-based thing and, and conspiracy theories just can't work. You need too much cooperation with too many different people in too many different places. And as far as the United States goes, as we have just seen, we are the greatest nation in the world because we are a nation of law. The rule of law reigns in the United States. And regardless of what everybody thinks or whatever, Trump lost and he's going. He's going to leave the White House, okay? So you can't retain control in a free country like this, okay? Mm -hmm. We are the leaders of the free world because of our system of democracy. We have the rule of law. You have the right to be heard. You have the right to cast your vote. You have the right to do whatever you want, wherever you want, however you want. Now, a lot of people think the mask mandate, just look at what we've dealt with in coronavirus, okay? Nobody's being locked in their house, forced. Nobody's being physically forced to wear a mask. Nobody's being yanked out of their house and taken somewhere. When you look at some other countries, like you know China and some other countries, where they've done some things to control their population, a communist country, you've seen those things happen. That's not happening in the United States. And it's not going to happen on a global scale because there's other democracies around the world that um, that just isn't going to happen. And as we've seen in the last 10 years, we've seen a lot of uprising in a lot of these other countries for individual freedoms, for democracy and things like that. So the world is becoming more democratic, not more socialistic, communistic. Mm -hmm. So, so, so that's the conspiracy thought side of. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me chime in there as well, just to kind of stay on that side of the fence. So I, I first heard of the great reset, you know, on this channel, when people were kind of just leaving comments, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. So I've, I've done mm -hmm. some research, looked around and it, it, it just falls apart for logic reasons, like you're pointing out. So a uh, couple of things I just want to point out. First thing that fell apart for me is, is you're going to get in this world environment and you're going to get China and the U.S. to agree. Like you said, you got to, you got to understand who the leader is. That's not, that's not going to happen. What, what you saw back when there was two economic powers of the U.S. and Russia, they don't agree on anything, right? There's no chance that China and the U.S. agree to give anyone an inch. So if you want some great uber world power, you think that China and the US are gonna agree on anything? Not gonna happen, that's strike one. Strike two is the Great Reset, uh, first off was an idea um, done by Klaus before COVID, right? It came out and again, as the World Economic Forum, frankly, I want them thinking about things like that, right? The World Economic Forum is a small organization, has a sexy title, right? It has a, it's the World Economic Forum, right? It doesn't have any power. It's like the WHO, right? It, it doesn't have any power. It's, it's an organization of, I don't know, hundreds of well-intentioned individuals who get to sit in a room and pontificate about some uber future who don't live in the real world. It's just, they don't live in the real world. And then the other thing that I think has helped the conspiracy, frankly, is the guy's name, Klaus. It just feels like a James Bond villain, right? <laughs> if you hear him talk, yeah. Yeah, it just feels like it, like this, like this James Bond villain. So, as somebody who grew up watching James Bond and other spy movies, you, the, the evil villain who's trying to do world powers, this, that, you know, get the satellite, do this. It's like, oh, Klaus, it's a perfect name for a conspiracy theory. So, again, uh, and I know this video is going to get just tons of just nasty comments because lots of people are passionate. 
And the other thing I'll say about the conspiracy theorists, and again, there's a lot of YouTubers out there who are just pounding negativity and, and fear like you're talking about. Yeah. You're actually not doing your, your followers a service. You're, you're scaring them. And when you're scared, you do nothing. My greatest wealth has been created in environments where fear, others had fear. Like 2010 is the best example. Everybody yeah. was afraid the world was going to end. And if you are scaring your viewers and you're not helping them prepare for the future and take advantage of some opportunities that were undoubtedly come from this, what are you doing? You're getting some clicks for ads and you feel good about that, but you haven't helped anybody. That's, that's yeah. the big tragedy and fear. So the real conspiracy theorists are the ones that prey on people's fear and create these things. So, mm -hmm. so that's what you want to watch out for, folks, is watch out for the people that are pushing conspiracy theories, because that's, that's what's not good. So let's, we talk about what it's not. So let's mm -hmm. talk about what it is. Sure. So the great, what the World Economic Forum is, like you said, it's a forum. Okay, the World Economic Forum has been around for 20 years or more. It's, a, it's thousands of people that come from all over the world, industry leaders, business leaders, high, you know, wealthy individuals, government leaders to talk about big ideas mm -hmm. <clears throat> and they do have an agenda and they sure. have speakers on topics. Their agenda now is the great reset and they want to come talk about social uh, aspects, social agendas, things like that. Um, in terms of how do we address economic inequality? How do we address a pandemic? How do we address climate change? Climate change is real. Okay. The question mm -hmm. is what's causing it and how do you fix it? So that's the real discussion. Yeah. Okay, economic um, hardship right now. You know, the economies of the world are suffering because of coronavirus. So what what's the fix? How do you move forward mm -hmm. and how do you prevent something like this from happening again? And then the pandemic itself. I mean, you know, this this is a, you know, a unique situation. Uh, it's been it's not the first and isn't going to be the last. And thank goodness this one isn't as bad as it could have been. If this mm -hmm. was like a Spanish flu and they had a you know mortality rate that was, you know, 50 percent or more, mm -hmm. you know, that that's a different animal. So the World Economic Forum brings together world leaders to discuss big ideas in terms of their agenda of why they're bringing people there. Why do people really go? It's a networking event. People yeah. go to make connections, do business deals. And network. They're not there for conspiracy theories. They're not no. there to try to control the world. And again, you're not going to be able to, you put 10 billionaires in a room, you think one of them is going to agree that somebody else is going to lead all them and write and they're going to, you know, no it just isn't going to happen. So they're there. And I've been part of trade associations, organizations, the World Economic Forum is no different than the National Association of Realtors or, um, you know, commercial real estate, you know, uh, CCIM associations mm -hmm. where they hold, you know, the, the commercial real estate, you know, shopping center, conference in Vegas every year and, you know, International Shopping Center, ICSE, International Shopping Center Conference, you know, that mm -hmm. they do every year or, um, you know, your local home builders association or, you know, your educational foundation. I mean, think tanks, right? So these yeah. things have been, they're all over the place. So you bring people together, solve big problems. How do you solve racial injustice? How do you solve social injustice? How do you solve income inequality? How do you create a better world, a cleaner yeah. world? You know, those types of things. So that's the ideas that they are really pushing. And, you know, there are some far-fetched things. Now, let me put it to you this way, that where everybody can understand where some of these theories come from. So, so you can be afraid and you have people that are pushing these fear things, you know, because they have their own agenda. Or you can look at it as exciting. Everybody's been pretty much everybody's been to Disneyland or Disney World and, you know, Tomorrowland. 
So when you looked at these ideas of the future and how we were going to do things in Tomorrowland, or if you look at NASA and the national space programs or what Elon Musk is doing, well, there's no conspiracies there. Nobody's afraid. It's exciting. Yeah. So when you think about these ideas that they're talking about, hey, it would be great if we could create, you know, global cooperation where the economy flourishes and we can't have an environment like we've experienced, we're experiencing right now, mm -hmm. where if a pandemic does pop up, we can squash it quick and all of the countries of the world come together with their best scientists and their best science to be able to take care of this thing and nail it and just get rid of it. So that's kind of really what it's all about in terms of the, the agenda that they're trying to push. Now, when you read into the reports and the deep pockets, it does get a little bit, you know, more socialist in there. Sure. And, and, you know, there are some really out there ideas, you know, uh, and those types of things. But like you said, they have no power. They have no real influence. They have no real control. They're just bringing people together that are really there to network and do business deals. Yeah. And again, I dove into this about 45 or 60 days ago, just because it kept coming up in my comments. And again, when I read and I read, um, I didn't read his book, but I read articles, I've watched videos. When you kind of stay at the high level, I think all the things that the World Economic Forum is going for are generally good things. It's hard to disagree with, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's how people take grains of truth in a 10-year agenda. That's what the Great Reset is, right? The 2030 agenda, mm -hmm. whatever. And then they, they, they pull on one thread and then they they blow it up into this greater thing. Conspiracies are always most impactful when they're built on a grain of truth, a grain of fact that can be validated. And that's what I think people have done. Um, again, yeah. I applaud the World Economic Forum. I'm glad there's a hundred, a thousand smart people thinking about life-changing things. What, what happened, the reason I believe these forums need to make these outlandish claims that you and I both know don't have any, any way of getting implemented is they're looking to shave the edges. Right. So like this whole thing of aim for the stars, you'll end up in the moon. Right. This whole. So let's come out with some really bold claims. Right. You know, I don't know, energy efficiency or whatever it is. And then what will happen is it'll just shave the edges. Right. Climate. Right. OK, well, maybe fossil fuels will get ratcheted back. We'll go more electric. I don't know what it's going to be, but that. And oh, by the way, the World Economic Forum will call that a success. Right. They will call that a success. Right. They had the big goal thousand you know miles out and we get 10 10 miles closer that's what they're trying to do again nothing to be afraid of there's nothing i have ever read that that was published that i'm afraid of there's lots of crazy talk that you know again when you get a hundred or a thousand smart people in a room some of them are going to be batshit crazy that's okay i mean just like you said right in the national association of realtors or even your home association there are people with crazy ideas but that's why yeah think about any church any yeah. board any organization you've ever been part of and imagine getting all of them to agree on one agenda exactly who's in charge how everything's going to get done and who's going to make those decisions it just it just doesn't happen so you can't even do that know, in the republican or the democrat party none of them agree right you can't get all of right, them which yeah yeah which is a divided government is another thing that makes us great because exactly. we, we have the ability to have our own ideas and to express our own ideas and to go out and protest. And, you know, if there were a, you know, and that's the other thing, the new world order. So if, oh, yeah. if there were an agenda and a conspiracy, you wouldn't be out there protesting. You'd be locked in your house. People oh, they'd would, you shoot know. you. they just so take you nobody, out. You're done. Gone. Yeah. And, you know, and as you can see, what's happening is, you know, governments and states and cities are trying to get less 
you know, intrusive. They're, they don't want to intrude on people's lives, but they want to keep us safe, which is they have an obligation to do from a health, you know, public health standpoint. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not getting worse and they're not forcing. It's actually getting easier as we understand this thing. We start moving forward in terms of what they're asking us to do, yeah. you know, things like that. Nobody's trying to control anybody, but I can understand for some people how they might feel that way. Anytime yeah. they feel like their rights are being infringed upon, you know, in a time like this, when people are already scared, it can create those things. So that's what that is. New world order. That's another part of it. And they talk about the fourth industrial revolution and all that. And I mean, it's just technology growing. You know, there, you know, some of the, the theories out there are that, you know, they're, that people are going to become robots and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and, and things like that. And, you know, they're looking at the, some of the stuff that Elon Musk is doing and, you know, that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, technology is growing. Artificial sure. intelligence is growing. Big data is growing. That's going to play a bigger, bigger role in our lives. You know, even now you can be talking, you know, and all of your stuff is basically off. And the next thing you know, you and I are talking about, you know, Teslas. And then we start seeing these ads for Teslas pop up on our phone. All we did was say Tesla. So, you know, the, the technology is there, you know, but it's, it's watching and listening, but it's for that purpose. It's not yep. to take over your life or control you. It's to sell you stuff, yeah. you know, and to, and to help businesses get their products to people and things like that. So uh, the new world order, that's a whole nother conversation where they think that the conspiracy is that this is the new world order, this, you know, World Economic Forum people. Mm -hmm. um, the new world order is simply um, nations in the order of the power of nations. Right now, the United States is the biggest economy in the world. We are the global leader. Um, China has come up in terms of GDP, but they will never be a global leader. Okay. They just can't. They're a communist country. You know, again, we are the greatest country in the world. We always will be. We're going to be, we're going to be the world's reserve currency. We're going to be the largest economy. You know, these other companies rely on us or countries rely on us uh, in order to help them grow. If we pulled out of these other countries, they would not make it on their own. Yeah. You know, we can make it on our own. We could pull out of everything and survive on our own in the United States without importing or exporting one piece of anything. You know, most other countries can't do that. Um, economists may or may not agree with that statement, but um, this country was. Yeah, it would be on, it would be a little disruptive, but we certainly could. Right. It'd be yeah, disruptive yeah. for a year or two as we built in some infrastructure. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. And independence, you know, was this country was founded on, you know, independence, you know, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise, you know, freedom to stake your own claim, you know, taxation without representation. That's how all this stuff was founded. And that's why this is such a great country. And, you know, nobody else is, is, is even close because of what makes this country great. Now, is it going to last forever? I don't know. I can't predict the future, but mm -hmm. uh, it, it, these other things, is just, it's just not anything you need to worry about. What you need to worry about is how do we get through this time? How do yep. we stay safe? How do we capitalize on, you know, opportunities in 2021 as yeah. we get through this and get behind us and get the vaccine out there. So those are the things you want to focus on. <laughs> well, that's great. That's actually going to be a topic for, for our video number two. I have an idea that I want your coaching thoughts on. So we'll, we'll get there in a minute. The last thing I'll say about the great reset is if you're spending hours and hours down that rabbit hole, time to get out. Uh, the great reset right now is just building ad revenue for other folks. It doesn't tell you to do anything. It doesn't prepare you for the opportunities of 2021. I actually think we're closer to a roaring, the roaring twenties than a great depression uh, because we are almost out of this and people are going to, we are a consumer-based economy that is going to spend, spend, spend uh, once we are out of this. So uh, any closing comments on this topic, Greg? 
I think that's it. For me, the Great Reset is a lot of things were already in motion before this happened from a technological yep. standpoint, from the way we work, the way we live, the way we consume goods. It just kind of fast forwarded a lot of that, okay, in terms of, um, you know, online ordering, you know, Zoom, working remotely and not needing a big, you know, headquarters, things like that. We were already headed towards a lot of these things right now. And, uh, and it's also been a time to reflect, you know, to, to be able to, you know, understand and enjoy your environment, what's going on around you and, you know, the possibilities of how things can look in the future moving forward. But this is a temporary glitch in our history. This was a thing that, you know, nobody saw it coming like it. Well, they obviously, you know, Bill Gates talked five years ago about a pandemic that was airborne flu like this isn't new. They've been there in the past. They're going to be there in the future. But this will be behind us next year. We get vaccines out. We get treatments out you know, mid next year, toward the end of next year, you know, the pandemic itself should be over. Economic recovery is going to take a little bit longer. But like you said, once that's there, you know, it's going to be off to the races and we've already seen it. Yeah. You know, you're not going to keep America down. You're not going to keep us down. We are the leaders of the world. Everything will bounce back and other countries are bouncing back as, as quickly as they can mm -hmm. as things, you know, ebb and flow with the virus. Very well done, man. Well, thank you very much. I look forward to topic number two. Sounds good.